Hello everybody and welcome back to a new episode of Muddling Through. Happy Sunday. Today we're actually recording outside because it's just absolutely exquisite it weather. Is. It's stunning. If you hear any birds or any cars then get over yourself because it's stunning and we couldn't miss getting a getting a wee tan yeah i'm really feeling the tanning vibes at the moment it's so hot we're recording this on the bank holiday weekend everyone keeps calling it the oh ju- the jolly jubes no oh. <laughs> i think it's the platy jubes platy jubes, platy jubes. Yeah. but it just reminds me of boobs it's just not it's not a good name platy jubes i quite enjoy it i think it's quite funny mm. Yeah. Anyway, so hope you guys have all had a wonderful weekend. A wonderful platitudes. Wonderful platitudes. Um, we've both had quite chilled weekends. I went home to Dundee and just saw some friends and enjoyed having a garden. Honestly, I've never enjoyed having a garden so much in my whole life. Because living in a flat, you yeah, don't have one. Yeah, so true. I actually am like slightly anxious about when I move out of my house because yeah. I've become so used to having the garden, like all the time that I think I will really miss it. Even things like having your coffee and your breakfast outside, it just seemed like the biggest luxury. It was really nice. Um, and we went on a hike. We did go on a good. hike. It was lovely. We went to Demaya. If you're in the area of Sterling, then I'd I recommend it. I kept telling it. people we were going Dumyat. Yeah, it's spelt really weirdly. It's literally D-U-M-Y-A-T. But it's, yeah, Demayat. Demayat. Okay. Louis told me that. I didn't know that either. I also called it Dumma. Dumyat the first Ooh. time I went off it. Embarrassing. Um, and what did you do? I went to Kapow for dinner on Thursday. It was absolutely delicious. Mm. Very scrumptious. I mm. went to the neighbour good market. I really want to go. Also delicious. There's so many yummy, like so many yummy food vans. Yeah. So good. And the drinks are quite nice, although they're quite steep. I was like, this is like, I got a Pims and it, I thought it was going to be like a pint of Pims and it was like one of those really small Plastic glasses. Plastic cups. And it was six pounds. It's quite extortionate. I was like, this is absolutely absurd, especially with Pims. Half is just fruit. Yeah. And ice. Mm. Anyway, but it was it was nice, and then yeah, basically just been been quite chilled. Antonia finished her marathon last Saturday. Oh, I did, yeah, I did. We were speaking about that last time. Um, yes, I did make it to the end. I made it to the end alive. We're so proud of her. Thank you. I had so much support at the end. It was so heartwarming. Charlotte was there. Her and Louis stayed, even though Louis finished approximately twelve hours before me. Chop. Um, Megan came through. All my family were there. It was it was really nice vibes. It was end. really nice vibes. Yeah. I kept crying. Yes, vibes are. I honestly, I was so, so emotional. emotional. It was only time of the month. I don't know what was going on, and I was like halfway, maybe not halfway, about just before halfway around yeah. the track. Yeah. Um, and I was standing by myself, like waving, like Antonio, Antonio, and then she went past me, and then I just cried. It was really weird. Like I think I was just really overly emotional, and then I was just watching all these people running, and I was like, oh my god, I'm so inspired by all these people running. And then yeah, I just kept crying. So well, Charlotte, are you going to so run the marathon? No, no. I the don't relay. Think so. We'll do the relay. I could do the relay. I totally didn't realize we were discussing this the other day that you can even do a relay marathon. Mm. But I think that's a really. I actually think that's a really great idea for people that don't want to do the full thing. Get everyone like involved. Do it in a group. Or I feel yeah. like that would be a nice like family activity. Mm-hmm. Like if your family wanted to run it for like a good cause, but like nobody actually wants to do the full marathon. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. Anyway, uh, sidetrack. But we are very proud of Antonia. And this week's podcast is going to be on reclaiming your life. Um, which actually, when I say that, sounds really like, oh yeah, come on, reclaim, reclaim your, your life. life. I was saying to Charlotte, my sister, she just dropped me off here and she was like, what is your podcast on today? And I was like, mm. reclaiming your life. <laughs> <laughs> we weren't so sure about the it title, but we're just rolling cringy, with it. But we're just rolling with it, honestly. Um, yeah, so this is basically just going to be about taking life by the horns and making the most of it. Um, and specifically in this episode, we wanted to speak a bit about 
time kind of learning how to rejig your concept of time and we also wanted to speak about confidence because that's something that we have both struggled with Mm -hmm. in the past yeah so starting off we wanted to talk a bit about time and how we interpret time um we'd both recently listened to an episode of feel better live more with Dr. Rangan Chatterjee. And I've honestly been so obsessed with this podcast recently. I tried to listen to it like maybe a couple of years ago and I just couldn't get into it. I don't know why. They're quite long episodes. Some of the episodes are really good. That They are very long. Yeah, like, like one to two hours. Yeah, which is a long time. But if you have time to split it up, yeah, then definitely it's so worth it because they're so interesting. There's so many like proper intellectual, experienced mm-hmm. people that really know what they're talking about. Yeah, because he's he is a doctor, so he always puts in his kind of input for like your health and well being, and then he'll get some sort of expert in some sort of other field on to talk about whatever. But he has really um, varied guests, and I've just been listening to it on my way to and from work. So it usually takes me like two days maybe to listen to a podcast. But I feel like I'm learning, and mm-hmm. it's like it's really good, and everything is said in a really like easy to understand way and interesting um so he had oliver berkman on um, and he was talking about his book four thousand weeks and i don't know i just found it like really revolutionized my concept of time and i hadn't like looked at it from the perspective that he was talking about and it was really interesting because the reason it's called four thousand weeks is because the average person has four thousand weeks on this earth and I know that that freaks me and you out especially, and I think it probably would a lot of people. just sounds so short. Like, see, I, spe- I know it sounds silly, but especially when you put it in the context of weekends. Yeah. 4,000 weekends yeah. really just does not sound like a lot at all. Like, think about, I was thinking this and I was listening to it, like, 4,000 pounds, that's not that much money. That's only a pound no. a week for that many times. If you saved a pound a week for your life, you'd only have 4,000 pounds. That's wild. Isn't it? That is wild. Um, but I know that people kind of look at that differently. Like Louis, Charlotte's boyfriend, has one of those weeks of my calendar. It, it's I like I think called. it's a poster. It's called like the weeks of my life poster. Yeah, and you do you fill it in yourself? Yeah. So it, you when you buy it, you have to tell them how old you are and mm. how many like when your birthday is, um, and they fill. Basically, it's like a bunch of squares, and it fills out your life in weeks. So it comes and it'll be like a quarter full or something mm-hmm. and then at the end of every week you fill in like a little square and then it like obviously t- turns black like further and further down and I'm just like I can't believe you tick off the weeks of your life like that absolutely petrifies yeah. me but he he loves it and I'm mm-hmm. just like why? And I remember us having this conversation like a year ago whenever he got it and we were like that's just such weird behaviour why would you want to like focus on that? Yeah. But I remember him saying oh it kind of like inspires me a bit more to like seize the time that I have have. and that's essentially in like an easy analysis what this book is about and he basically says that whilst it can be a scary concept to think that you only have 4,000 weeks that is just a fact like life is going to end so you should think about how you use your time Mm -hmm. and he looks at that from a lot of different angles it's all about like time being finite I guess Mm -hmm. which is something that you like in your brain like I don't think it is even though i know it is i know i know because i'm not yeah i'm like yeah but life's not gonna finish but like obviously it It is and i feel like with starting our jobs and stuff this year i have been thinking about like time a lot more Mm -hmm. but from a really perspective of like oh my gosh i'm 30 years old like time is running out like not from a very positive angle but he he's basically like sees the time and look at it from a positive perspective but i also thought it was quite interesting the kind of 
motivation behind his writing of the book because he said that he was or is a writer for The Guardian and he was basically tasked with trying out all of these self-help books and a lot of the ones that he'd mentioned I've like listened to on Audible or whatever, like the 5am club and um, what's one that's about habit building? Five habits that'll change your life? We'll roll with that. Kind of all of the books that you would think about, which are basically aimed at you can fit everything into one day. Productivity. You can basically achieve everything as long as you know you get up at 5 a.m. and like your life will just be amazing. So he was tasked with reading all these books, trying them out, and writing about them. And he was like, if I have spent all this time looking at these books, going through the motions, and I still am in a rut still can't fit everything in still aren't achieving like everything that I quote unquote want to like there has to be a flaw within the system like this can't really be right and then he kind of just came to the conclusion that it's because there isn't enough time no so you then need to change your perspective and think what do you want to put in the time that you have and that actually makes sense because I guess that is such a big factor in how you do reclaim your life Mm -hmm. is realizing that there's not enough time and what is important yeah one of the things that I found particularly interesting in the podcast, in the book actually, was he was talking about when he was going through the motions of you, like as you were saying, reading all these self-help books for work mm-hmm. and stuff, was this idea of inbox zero, that like it's such a goal to be able to get through your inbox every single day and like go to bed or whatever and be like, I have no emails, like I can wake up and like I might have a few, but like I'll generally be really low the bottom. Um, and he was kind of saying that, again, that is kind of false because the problem with that is as soon as you master being good at emails you just get more emails yeah it was so true isn't it yeah because as i've done that before at work actually and i'm like oh i'm absolutely flying today getting through so many emails and then you get raging when people actually email you back the same day i'm like that has already been ticked off my list so why are you emailing me again like there's not really any way that you can actually do that because as soon as you get better at something you just get more you just get more so the concept of mastering your inbox is just futile because whether you're on top of it or whether you're not, your inbox is just always going to be full. Yeah, there was a, like so many like interesting examples. I guess he was also kind of speaking about this is one something that I would definitely say that we struggle with is that you can't do everything that you want mm-hmm. to do. And he gave a specific reference to charities, for example. Like you can't like just as a human, you can obviously be sympathetic and empathetic towards all these horrible things that's going on in the world, mm-hmm. but you can't be charitable to every single charity you can't do 10 different things and that becomes a problem in the sense like for me for example like I've always been like oh I like I, I need to pick a charity to support or like I want to do like some sort of volunteering or I want to like go and go to a country and help people or whatever but because I can't like I essentially I can't choose in my head between one because I'm like I want to do all 15 all of, of them. them you just actually end up doing none Nothing. of them yeah. you're almost better being like really putting your energy into mm-hmm. one thing and hoping that somebody else will be putting their energy into the other thing because mm-hmm. otherwise you're just spread too thin and that's again a timing problem that we need to realize that we're never going to have the time to do everything all of that mm-hmm. because it's just not realistic yeah and i think that links really nicely with the fear of missing out you know FOMO in general which is definitely something that I think loads of people suffer from we suffer from it I don't like I remember I used to get it with nights out or something like that Mm -hmm. I don't really get it anymore but now I get it on such a big scale of how am I ever going to travel to all of these countries that I want to travel to how am I ever going to like achieve all of the things that I want to do yeah and then in my head I'm like oh I'll just write 
a really long bucket list and then surely then I'll achieve it but he says in the um interview actually he's like I don't like concept of a bucket list because mm-hmm. it, it it puts so much pressure on you when the chances of you actually scoring off everything on that list are so slim and you should kind of just essentially go with the flow and whatever you're wanting to do at that time just do it rather than putting such a pressure on yourself to fit in yeah all the stuff I into think it. he said something like like instead of like a bucket list mm-hmm. like write a list of things that you would like to do not like a list of things that you have, have to, to do. do yeah and he also touches on the fact that whilst there might be 10 things that you know you really want to do like realistically you're only going to have to do have time to do five and in order to do those five things you have to say not only no to the things that you don't want to do which is what we've touched on this podcast before like you should definitely say yeah. no to the things that I you don't like want to do we've said that so many times like if you don't want to do something don't, don't do, do it. it yeah but he also makes the point that you also have to say no to things that you do want to do which i had never really thought of before no. because there's this kind of idea that you should just be like a yes man like take every kind of like opportunity and go for everything that you want to achieve but realistically you just don't have time to do all the things that you want to do so you have to like really prioritize to do the ones that you do want to do and the thought of having to say no to do the things that you do want to do is quite painful but necessary necessary yeah one thing that did come to my mind though when he was saying that is I actually don't know what my priorities are. What your passions are. What my passions are, yeah. Me neither. Which I know like some people... So it's a bit sad. Yeah, I was going to say it does sound a bit sad. Neither of us have any passions. Yeah, because some people are like, oh, I, you know, I I love cooking. Like, I really want to be... Yeah, I feel like I just like everything. Oh, like, yeah. I feel like I'm almost like a bit of a jack of all trades, but master of none type. Yes, me too. Which I don't really like about myself, but I also feel like I'm going to cut myself some slack. Yeah, because I feel like there's quite a few different aspects to my personality that I'm like oh one half of me like you know yes like, so likes this like one half of me likes this and then the half of me likes this so I'm just like oh I don't know how to spend my time like yeah. I don't know or I like a lot of things but I don't know what I love don't know what you love I don't know what I love 100% yeah which I would quite like to find me too but but let's but let's not let's not make ourselves feel bad about that no no no, no. but what I have heard as a way to find your passion, and I've literally been meaning to do this for so long, um, is this sounds like a really quite horrible task. Well, I feel like it does sound like <laughs> quite a horrible task. But you have to write a list of, like, it was either 100 or 200. The number was huge. 200? Yeah. Christ we'll just go with 100. Things that you like, and it could be anything from literally, like, I like flowers to I like walking or I like potatoes or it doesn't have to be like big things if that makes sense because obviously you need to find 100 of them (laughs) Um, and you just kind of write down all these things and then hopefully a picture will start to form of I guess who you are essentially and from that you can kind of piece piece the pieces (laughs) together to realize what your passion is because I remember hearing a lady speaking about it and I think she'd written stuff like, I like walking, I like the beach, um, I like animals, I like time by myself, blah, 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 blah. And she became a dog walker. Oh. And she was like, I, I, I don't even know if she necessarily had ever... I don't oh, th- I didn't think that's the way this was going, but that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, and she, well, she definitely had never considered that as a career option. I don't know whether she has loads of dogs or how dog person she was (laughs) but she was like I had never considered that and now I'm doing something that I absolutely love and I would have never thought of that as something for me 
But once I piece together all these little things, I'm like, like, damn, I should be a dog walker. Oh my god! Yeah. So that's 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 the idea of the exercise. I want to do this exercise. Yeah. Let's encourage everyone to do this. This is what we're encouraging. Yes, yes, this is what we're encouraging, <laughs> guys. Everybody, do this. I'm going to do that this week. Yeah, because even if it's not a career, it could be like a hobby. Like yeah, a hobby, a hobby that you do frequently. Yeah, and something that makes you happy and something that you can put your time and effort into. And you're like, I love that I'm prioritizing my time to do something that makes me this happy. Because sometimes I'm like, oh, I like, I enjoy doing this, or like, I enjoy doing this, or I don't know why I force myself to do running, but that's a different question. But like, <laughs> you know, there could be something out there that you could love. And you've you only, got 4, you've only got four thousand weeks. You've only got four thousand weeks. Got less fi- than that now. To figure it out now. You need to write your lists. <laughs> oh my god, I'm stressed. <laughs> no, that's no, not I'm, the point. I know I'm joking, but I think, oh, interesting. Yeah. Very, very interesting. And another thing we kind of touched on earlier was just this idea of productivity and I really emphasise this, just that as a society we are all so obsessed and so focused on being productive all of the time, mm. which is actually such a capitalist way of thinking. Yeah. Um, and even when, like, when we think about leisure, for example, we kind of justify it on the basis of productivity, like, oh, I need to rest today so I can be more productive tomorrow. And there's so many things in life that I do that just have a huge productivity backing for them mm-hmm. like that's the only reason I guess I do them mm-hmm. I was actually thinking about this as well when he touched on that that I think we mentioned in the last podcast that started a book club book club um, and like the main incentive for starting the book club was like okay we get an excuse to meet up once a month and you know eat good food and mm. drink wine and you know we all enjoy reading but it is kind of hard to like fit it in sometimes mm-hmm. Um but I noticed that like a lot of the big reason in my head where I was like, yeah, this book club is so good because I was thinking, yes, like this is this is making me read. I feel so successful every time I like finish a chapter or when we finish the book, I was like, oh, hot damn, like take it off the list. Yeah, take it off the list. And then I was like, oh, I'm so glad that I'm being productive and now I'm spending like however long every evening doing something productive than something which is like maybe not productive, like, well, quote unquote productive, like watching TV, TV or something mm-hmm. and I had never really thought about that as like necessarily being an issue because I feel like that's almost two birds with one stone but it does just show you how much you are focusing on time and how much you're pushing yourself all the time to fill your time with something which society would deem as productive productive yeah 100% like I feel like that almost became like a ticking off the list exercise like even for me like for example I've been listening to this audiobook for ages and I don't like it like I just I don't like it but I'm not going to stop listening to it because I feel like I need to finish it so that I can bloody take it off this mental list that I have but I'm actually just wasting my time because I literally don't even like it Mm -hmm. like I could be using that do you know what I was about to say I could be using that time doing something more productive (laughs) but like I could be using that time to do something that I actually enjoy yeah or like reading a book that I love and I'm not because I'm so focused being like oh I have to finish this book because I've started it yeah but I don't because in that in your case you should be like I would prefer to prioritize something that I like more and in the case of the book club you should just be I just want to enjoy time with my friends and enjoy enjoy reading and enjoy the process why does everything have to be justified with something that is productive 
100% and I can even feel this in this weekend like obviously I've had four days off work you've had three days off work for the for the platitudes weekend oh stop and I've actually done loads of stuff but like in my head I'm like I've not been productive like I've not made the most out of this bank holiday weekend like looking at what other people have been doing and I've been like oh my god like I'm such a failure and I feel like that is kind of the main point to take away out of this is like you don't have to mm-hmm. be productive to be successful mm-hmm. like, I'm like in my head I'm like this hasn't been a successful weekend like I'm gonna go to work and feel good about what you've been doing and I could honestly probably list off about 10 things mm-hmm. that I've been doing but because I told myself that I've not done enough mm-hmm. I feel bad about it mm-hmm. and you shouldn't no and I feel the same like me and Charlotte like to each other what have you done this weekend and for example this morning I a few friends were on for a barbecue last night so we went to sleep at that bird's really loud sorry um at one and i feel like i've just been a bit run down anyway you know um just like this week just been catching up on like rest or whatever and this morning i set my alarm at eight and then i opened my eyes and i was like oh hell no and then i slept till 10 and then i woke up and i was like i'm so we've had to move inside because that bird was super loud um as I was saying, yeah, I was just, I was so annoyed with myself that I had slept until 10 because I was like literally saying those two hours I could have used to do work or those two hours I could have like gone along on a walk along the front. And whilst, yes, yeah, sometimes that's true, like you don't want to sleep late all the time. If you're feeling like really tired and you need to catch up on rest and that's what you should be prioritizing, why'd you have to kick yourself about it? And like Sean will do this to me all the time. Um, I'll be like watching TV on the sofa or something and I've just sat down and I'll be like all pure stress and about the fact that I should be doing this or like I should be doing that he's like just enjoy it like this is time for you to enjoy you don't need to feel like you're constantly wasting time if you're not being productive and Bergman pointed that out in the interview like we can just rest for resting's sake and this is kind of what we were saying earlier we don't need to justify the fact that we are resting on a basis of being able to be productive later so like we can just rest we can just read a book we can just take a holiday to enjoy it um rather than having to feel refreshed or for whatever other reason and I think for some people just because of the way that we've become taught by society that maybe seems a bit a bit silly or a bit like wasteful or whatever but it's it's not you've got those as deep as it sounds four thousand weeks to do whatever you want to do and you should be using them how you feel best yeah reclaim your time reclaim your life preach it sister and the second thing that we wanted to talk about today was confidence so a lot of growing up I feel it anyway and a lot about reclaiming your life is really about confidence and I feel like this is a problem a lot of people including myself and I don't know about you maybe you you know me. Yes, I know you. <laughs> uh, that we have kind of struggled with. And I feel like people often say, just have more confidence in yourself. Um, but I feel like that's just so much easier said than done. And we kind of wanted to speak about sometimes that we've felt like super unconfident and ways that we are working to make our lives the best that they can be. Um, I recently actually listened to a TED talk. It was called How to Build Your Confidence and Spark It in Others. So the name oh, is really... nice to spark it in others. Yeah, it's nice to spark it in others yeah. by Brittany Cunningham. And she was kind of emphasising the point that confidence is like underestimated. I guess as a... I don't know if you call it like a personality trait, but as a personality trait. And that we kind of treat confidence as something that is just nice to have, like a bit of a nicety mm-hmm. rather than like a necessity. Mm-hmm. And that we should view it more as a must-have mm-hmm. because it is important to have confidence. self-confidence it shouldn't be like oh they're so lucky they're really confident like we should all be 
confident in ourselves. Yeah, I guess by thinking about it like a personality trait, it's almost something that you either have or you don't have. Like it's something innate that you're born with. Yeah. Rather than something that you can grow and nurture. Exactly. Exactly. hundred um, percent. And I would say on the whole, for me personally, I have low self-confidence and that probably comes from comparing myself to other people and just having a lot of kind of low self-esteem but it is something that a lot of people struggle with and there is no easy fix for it but there are some things that I am attempting to implement into my life to combat this low self-confidence um so one thing for me that I've been trying to do consciously is to recognize when I'm doing well that's so hard to do it's really hard to do again it's like not an easy thing at all but I think our natural reflex is to be like, no, no, like, I don't think I'm good at that. Like, for example, at school, sometimes we do exams and I would know that I'd done fairly well, right? And somebody would ask, oh, how did your exam go? And I'd probably be like, oh, like, I'm not that well, like, I'm not sure because I didn't want to come off as obnoxious or like admit that I thought I'd done well. And that's actually just really stupid because one, people are like, you crying wolf and you're actually mm. quite smart and people don't like that, that's annoying. And two, like, that is how you, like, regain confidence. Yeah. It's by having that confidence in yourself. Like, I had a review at work the other day, and it went really well. And my mum and dad were like, yeah, see, so I mean, but I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to say, like, my, and my review was really good at work the other day. I know, but that's blowing up. I was like, well, I don't really need, to, like, I don't, I don't need to tell anyone. But, like, my mum and dad asked, and I was like, yeah, it was fine. But we need to learn, if you do a good job, give yourself a pat on the back, because... If you don't have confidence in yourself, then how are other people going to have confidence in you? Yeah, and I think you're, and same with me, very quick to say, oh, this went wrong at work, or like, I did this wrong, I made this mistake, like, very vocal about that. But if something goes right, um, you're not maybe as quick to be like, oh, I had this, like, this really good thing happened to work today, or like, I got mm-hmm. this, like, really good email, or something like that. It's a when... fear of being, like, show-offy, mm-hmm. or just, I think, I think people are going to think I'm a dick. I don't know. I think for me, it's more like, oh, that was a one-off. Imposter like, syndrome. Kind of more linked to imposter syndrome, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so to say, like, oh, I've had a really good week at work, and then I'm just worried that, you know, that's a fluke, and then the next week is... Going to be terrible. Well, yeah. yeah. But that's that's confidence in yourself in the same aspect. Um, but actually thinking about what you were saying, as we said earlier, I did the marathon last week, and I was like quite gutted about my time <laughs> lol <laughs> I just felt like it was quite slow <laughs> and even though I'd like started off by saying oh I don't really want to like aim for a time obviously naturally I did um and my time was probably 500 hours behind what I would have ideally liked and then like afterwards I just felt so like annoyed at myself about my, my capabilities and just like quite gutted about it it was crazy because obviously we were all there at the end and we were all like buzzing like oh my god I totally just finished this marathon like all excited and obviously you're excited as well but like I could tell that you were like annoyed and I was like oh my god she's literally just ran a marathon like that's amazing but you didn't want to give yourself that pat on the back that you rightfully deserved because I felt like I hadn't almost like earned it because I hadn't had like a really good time or something like that when need more confidence yeah or like what you were saying about giving yourself credit because I'd never done one before and you need to just take the wins that you get and I almost think that by not taking those wins and focusing on something like that in the scheme of things isn't as important it then puts my focus on my abilities in a way which is negative and then puts my confidence 
down away, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of, I guess, linked to negative self-talk as well, which we're going to touch on later. And another thing to do to enhance your confidence is being honest with yourself. So this is something that I actually feel like I probably don't do, but again, I need to implement. And I was reading something recently by Charlie Hoopert, um, who is the author of Charisma on Command, which I would quite like to read. Um, Catchy title. I know, very, very cool title. And he also has a YouTube channel which has the same name. Um, And he said, for example, let's say someone asks you what you do for fun or what you do for a living. If you find yourself biting your tongue or hiding something, evaluate that. That's That's an indication to either stop doing that thing or more likely to accept that that's a part of your personality and to own it. So, for example, speaking about the podcast again, I feel like we always give the podcast as an example. I often, like, get embarrassed when people speak about it to me. But, like, this is, like, obviously, like, quite a big part of my life. And I'm like, why am I not just owning that? Like, why have you not got confidence in yourself about that topic? And I was speaking to Antonia last week, for example, and she had been at work drinks. (laughs) And she mentioned the podcast to someone (laughs) that she works with. And she was like, please don't tell anyone else. And it literally made me think of this point so much, like... You should be confident in your hobbies and you should be honest with yourself mm-hmm. and claim them and own them because that is how you get more confident Yeah, and that's how you get better at them. And it doesn't make sense because I, like me and you have both said this is one of like the biggest achievements that we've done for our setup and yeah. like, we're really proud of what we've done. So I don't know why... Like, even when Sean asks me, like, oh, what's the podcast on this week? I'm like, stop speaking to me about it. Like, stop speaking to me about the podcast. I don't want to speak about it. I don't know, I just feel awkward. And yeah, at those work drinks, I, I, I told him about it um, and he was just like, oh, tell me more. And I was like, I don't want to speak about it. Please don't tell anyone. <laughs> Please don't tell anyone about it. It's weird. It's like, stop hiding parts of yourself from other yeah. people. Because if you do that, then you'll feel less confident in who you are. Yeah. And we need to reclaim those. Mm-hmm. Because it's 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 a self-protection mechanism because... I think we're concerned that somebody's going to say, oh, that's embarrassing. Or somebody's going to listen to it and be like, oh, that's got shit. Well, this literally links on so perfectly to my next point. So my next point about confidence is learning that it's okay to be cringe. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I feel like this just really goes hand in hand. And I need to stop. Are you saying we're cringe on this podcast? <sighs> Slightly. Like, but yeah, but like I'm going to, I'm going to. Own the cringeness. I don't think we're cringe, but like... This I is called to, Reclaim Your Life. Yeah, I need to stop... Yeah. <laughs> That's not great, is it? <laughs> I need to stop stopping myself from doing things for fear that other people will think they're cringe because so mm. what if they do? That's literally part of my personality. Mm-hmm. And for example, okay, this is this is actually a really stupid example. But when I was younger, right, I liked Twilight, okay? <laughs> You're going to put me in like that Twilight box of like people that are a bit weird, Okay. Sorry, haters, come at me. I literally hid it from everyone because I was like, I'm so embarrassed. Like, I know there was like a few people that liked it, but like generally, if you liked Twilight, like you weren't really that like, right. Really, cool. it was cute. Yeah. Nice girl, no, was it? Yeah. Oh, it was a bit like cringe. It was like the same kind of vibes as Glee. What? Like, if you like Glee, then you were like a bit weird as well. Really? Yeah. Like, no one really just... watched Glee, but if you watched oh. it, it wasn't uncool. Yeah, no, Glee was like Glee was weird. Twilight was weird. You're kind of stuck in a box. Like, like just a wee bit. I know. Well, it was yeah, a wee bit. So I just used to like hide it from everyone but it really took my confidence away because I was like well I really like this program and I actually used to draw I was about to say <laughs> I'm surprised you managed to hide that no, because well this is what I was gonna say so I 
used to draw the characters from Twilight that I was literally, I think the Twilight people have a name, it's like Twilighters or something, but like, no, I'm going to get it wrong. I'll have to Google it. Um, I used to draw like all the, all the characters from it and I used to have them like stuck up all of my, all of my room. And like, if anybody ever came around, I'd take them down. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I know. It's like, it's so ridiculous. It's so extreme. But like, I, I just feel like it's really important. Like, I feel like this is definitely something I've learned as I've grown up, but I'm still working on this. Is that like it's okay to be cringe? It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes I'll be like, I'm not putting that in my story in case someone's like, what the fuck is she doing? Like, that's embarrassing. But it's that's my life. Like, you if I can't be confident in, in what I like, then how am I gonna reclaim my life and be like a happy person? Mm-hmm. Um, I do think also when you say there's something that you're a little bit apprehensive about telling somebody about, as soon as you just like bite the nail, put it out there. Uh, bite the bullet hit the nail on the head both all the bite above. the bullet bite, bite the, the bullet, bullet. Better. and just say it and then you say it with confidence that's that there's not conversation about it and you move on you almost make things in your head worse by keeping things inside and you're like oh my gosh like this thing is so embarrassing or they're gonna think i'm so weird or whatever mm-hmm. and as soon as you just say something with confidence yeah and generally like quite a lot of this stuff's like an interesting talking point as well it gives you something else to like bond over something yeah. else to chat about and i would say a lot of people on the whole are generally quite nice as well yeah like you have such a fear of being like i can't tell this person this they're gonna think i'm so weird but like people are interested in your hobbies so maybe right. we actually need to have more faith in humanity as a whole as well absolutely and as i mentioned earlier we also wanted to touch on the importance of positive self-talk and we have talked about this on the podcast before but i honestly think that this point can never be hammered home enough because i always like looking into this and hearing about it because it's something that i personally really struggle with and i feel like it's something that i am constantly trying to work on as well because i feel like people say this to me when i and i know that i am myself but I can be really harsh on myself in situations where say somebody did the same thing I would respond in a totally different way like you would be reassuring or understanding or whatever but when it's yourself you're just like oh that's so stupid or you're an idiot or whatever like for example the other weekend my friends came through and we were planning all the things that we were going to do so I was making reservations for bars and restaurants and I was trying to do it on the way to work and we were quite unorganized it was like a few days before or something like that so in Edinburgh there's never you have to book like two weeks ago. yeah there's never loads of availability so I was just trying to find all these reservations and then I sent like screenshots because I was like I'll just book a few and then we can decide what we want to do mm-hmm. Sent them all and then Jamie was like you know that's like the wrong date and I was like oh, oh my god and I booked like five different things <laughs> and I was like oh that's so annoying but instead of just being like oh that's annoying I'm gonna have to go and change them I was literally like you are so stupid how could you possibly get the date wrong and I was sitting there on the way to like way to work just being like that's just so stupid idea. and I was taking it so seriously I was like how could you possibly get the date wrong blah 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 and then we also went to go ape and we turned up at go ape and i'd booked like two sets of tickets separately and she said oh i've only got one ticket book and i was like oh i've booked for four people like where where are the rest of them she's like have you got your confirmation email and i was like mm, no i was like oh the money the money will have come out my bank opening my banking app no and i was like oh my god and i'd sent a screenshot of it when i it must have been when i was at the basket to, to show them uh-huh. how much money it was yeah yeah and then I must have just swiped off, like got distracted by something and swiped off. And so I never actually yet. paid for it. So we'd gone all the way to go away. And I was freaking out because I was thinking, what if we can't get in? And we were so late and it was just all of a like, stressful time anyway. And then she was like, no, it's fine. Don't worry. Like you'll absolutely get to go on. So it actually wasn't that much of an issue. But I was standing there like 
totally beating myself up because I was like, how stupid can you be? You can't get the reservations right. You can't actually check out the purchase of tickets. I was just like, I was just so annoyed at myself and I was literally putting myself in such a bad mood. I was like, just thinking you're such an idiot. And my friends could obviously tell and they were like, it's fine. Like you've obviously had like a lot on your mind. Like it's not a big deal. Why are you beating yourself up about it? But even small things like that can like really get to me. And then the way that I think about myself in my head and the negative self-talk totally impacts the way that I like view myself and my abilities and my capabilities. And your confidence. Yeah. And I can see like when I do stuff like that, that I almost feel like I live up to that idea that I have of myself, if that makes sense. Like, you know that way they say... Oh, like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Like, if you say to, like, a wee boy, oh, you're you're bad, like, you're badly behaved, and then they're so much more likely to be badly behaved. I can always see that in the way that I speak to myself and then the way that I actually do things, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, 100%. So I am really trying to work on that. And also from the flip side, being like, oh, like, you are smart or you are good at this or you are intelligent. It's like when they say that you, you should... are capable of booking a restaurant. Like, yeah, I just like... a one-time thing. <laughs> and how they say that you should, you know, like in the mirror, say these positive affirmations to yourself and that it can make such a difference. But it definitely can because there's been like certain things where I'm like, oh, I'm I'm bad at maps or like I'm bad at navigation, which is definitely not my strong point, as we know. <laughs> but I think by me saying that I'm bad at it, every single time I go on, I'm stressed that I have to do it. Yeah. So then I, I'm, I'm worse at it because I'm like, oh, I'm so bad at this, like, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But if I'm on my own and I'm more calm and not, like, don't feel the pressure, it's so much better. I actually don't even... This is a wee bit of a different example, but... And I am actually generally quite terrible at this, but I really can't do maths. Yes, okay. that's... Like, yeah, I me too. really can't do maths. Like, see, if I'm even trying to work out, like, the bill at a restaurant and someone's like, can you just count mine up? I'll be so stressed that I'm going to get it wrong. And I'm like, I'm so stupid. I literally can't, like, do simple maths. But then at work, like, sometimes I have to do, like, these random ratios and stuff. And, like, it might take a bit longer, but, like, I can do it. Like, mm-hmm. I'll just figure it out. Mm-hmm. Because I know that, like, well, to be fair, I know that, like, I have to. But, like, I just have more confidence in myself because I'm like, this isn't an option. Mm-hmm. And yeah I just I totally get what you mean and I feel like if you go into something being like I can do this then you just do it you just have to do it and even stuff like I'm also not really the best driver but I don't drive that much (laughs) so I'm not a confident driver and like I I doubt my abilities a lot and I hate parking I actually can't park (laughs) that's see that's not a good thing you're making me laugh because she's been in the car with me a lot but I remember I like, dropped my dad off somewhere and it had been like all these windy roads or something like that and I was, I don't know, like, oh, I always have in my head that I'm not a good driver and then we got to the end, he was like, you're such a good driver. And I was like, oh my gosh, really? <laughs> <laughs> and I drove the whole way back, like, so much better so much because he'd said like, that I was a good driver. Yeah. And then that whole summer where I was driving more, this is when I was uh-huh. in that call centre, I felt so much more confident. My driving was so much better. And it's almost like the whole point in this is that Instead of your dad telling you that you're a good driver, you need to tell yourself that you're a good driver. Yeah, because the impact or or when somebody says to you, oh, you're really good at that or like you're smart or whatever, you believe it more because somebody else is saying it. Even kind of like what you were saying, like I was saying like I had quite a good review at work. Mm -hmm. The rest of like the day after at work, I was like, I'm I'm so good at my job. (laughs) Then something went wrong and I was like, fuck. (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) But like it does just give you that. That boost. That boost that yeah. you need. So we need to be better at boosting ourselves. Yeah, because you can't always rely on external like praise and gratification, validation, because you're not always going to have it. So you just need to be able to give yourself that. And I feel like 
I am a lot more aware of the way I speak to myself. So I think that sometimes I'm better at doing like the positive things, but I can't combat the negative ones. Mm -hmm. It's definitely something that we need to work on. Mm -hmm. Positive Mm -hmm. self-talk. I did actually see a study. (laughs) Oh, here she comes with her studies. Um, And a 2014 report found that it's not just about what you say to yourself but it's also the language that you used to say it so when practicing self-talk don't refer to yourself to yourself in the first person so don't say I or me but instead refer to yourself in third person so using he or she or they and refer to yourself by name which I thought was really interesting because I guess in a way like how we were saying Somebody else saying something about you is positive, you believe it more. Mm-hmm. So if you say, oh, Antonia, like to yourself, like Antonia is good at whatever, it almost Driving. feels like a third person is yeah. saying it to you. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, me too. So I think essentially what we have learned from this podcast is to reclaim our life, we have to have self-confidence and reevaluate our time reevaluate our time and prioritize what is most important and enjoy and not worry about being productive not worry about being productive do you know what i was thinking two minutes ago sorry this is an interruption i feel like i've not done that much today and then i was like oh but at least i've done the podcast like that's so productive i need to stop thinking like that. i know it is quite hard to change that mindset, mindset but we're gonna work on but it but we are gonna work on it we're gonna work on it so that has brought us to the end of that which means that it is time for the quote of the week The quote of the week this week is, a satisfied life is better than a successful life because our success is measured by others, but our satisfaction is measured by our own soul, mind and heart. Yes, love that. So that has brought us to the end of the podcast. Thank you so much for listening and we hope that you have enjoyed this and hope you have a good week. We will see you in two. Bye. Bye.